I'm in carnation where them cardinals at With them cardinals on their glove and the cardinal hat I'm in the cardinal sports zone spitting cardinal raps Say it C-A-R-D-S, let's go Play a cardinal game, get a cardinal start Welcome back to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, brought to you by the Jamon Brown Foundation and coming to you live from the Custom Multicade Studios. I am your host, Jeremy Warman. I'm, we, we have kind of a skeleton crew today, but don't tell the rest of them, but I think it's the best crew. Um, I'd probably say that if Dalton and Sean were gone and Sam and Joey were here, but I have to, I have to love everybody equally, right? So we have our guy, Sean Barber, on the phone. How's it going? He's calling. So, so we got a little mix of things today because I've had severe pneumonia for about two weeks now. I haven't got to see anybody. I haven't got to talk to anybody. So I begged somebody to come in and do the show with me, and they obliged, and I appreciate it. But we also have on the phone the Blue Chipper, the main event, the All-American, the guy that's going to be announcing his first games in the KSC Yum Center this upcoming week. D-Man, Dalton Pence. Yo, 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 what's going on? That was a pretty good introduction, right? It wasn't awful. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say that that's, a, I mean, that's as good of an introduction as I've had on any type of podcast. <laughs> well, that's because we're all family here, man. It's all love. And in the studio, drinking his strawberry lemonade sunkiss right in front of me, the little bro, Wes Brown. All I'm going to say is I fulfill my contract obligations. <laughs> I need the max deal right now. The max deal. That is true, man. I, Wes, how long have we known each other now? We, About 12 years? 12, well, 13 years. You knew, thir- you knew you knew, oh, me yeah. before I had my son. I forgot about that. I wanna say, yeah, because it was 2007. I remember that now because me and AB and then Rummage and then one other person, we were all working out at uh, Geek Squad together. That's how I actually met Steve. I walked in on a, he thought he was having an insider conversation uh, with some people. And I was like, uh, and it was oddly enough, it was about Farley. They're yep. like, yeah, man, I heard Farley got kicked off the team. He ain't never coming back. Uh, I love my Cardinals and sometimes Duke. I'm like, uh, yeah, like yes. Farley, Farley was my next door neighbor. He's like one of my best friends. That's not true. And that's kind of how the, the love affair started because at that point, he knew that I had ends at Louisville. I would take him up on campus sometime, one time, and this is no joke, and y'all can ask him about it. I took him up, and if I sound a little wheezy still, y'all, please, please forgive me. I'm still not – I'm about 95%. Uh, it's okay. So, yeah, we don't care about that 5%. I, I appreciate that. Uh, but I took him on campus one day, and it was me and him and uh, T, and I want to say uh, Juan Palacios. And we're walking up the uh, we're walking up the street there by where the, uh, the Louisville Mail – uh, the post office, Louisville post office. Uh, the po- post office was on campus, and we're walking. We get to this crosswalk, and these girls start waving, and Steve starts break dancing right in the middle of the street, and we're like, "Bro," he's like, Dude, I, I, didn't, "I didn't know what to do. I'm with Louisville players. Pretty girls are hollering at us. Let's go." <laughs> so that was the gist of that. But anyway. Got off track a little bit. Let's pull it back on. We got a lot to talk about tonight. This is not going to be uh, – thankfully, we have a couple of voices missing. I say that because we got a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to go over uh, tonight's loss versus Boston College of football. Uh, we opened up the mailbag to talk about football a little bit. I kind of regret it, but that always makes for a good conversation between uh, us and the guys, so I'm okay with that. And then 
basketball season started this week, and we finished the first week unscathed, barely. So we'll talk about that as well. So uh, as Dalton always says, we're not sorry. It's going to be a long episode, and we're not sorry about it. Feelings will get hurt. We're not. Yeah. Well, I don't know if feelings will get hurt. Some people's may, because I do have a lot of stuff to get off my chest because I'm aggravated at our fan base. I'll join you on it. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. We will all join I'll you on it. All right, cool, cool, cool. Y'all can add me if y'all want to. <laughs> yeah, well, thankfully now you, you have an at that, that everybody doesn't feel guilty <laughs> about using because of the uh, you know the resemblance to the other World Wide West. But I digress. Let's uh, get right into I it. I feel it. Uh, right before the game, about an hour and a half before the game started, we found out that uh, Maurice Berkeley, the running back, the thunder to our thunder and lightning as far as the new guys are concerned, out for the season. <clears throat> Excuse me, got injured. Um, so we we here at CSE hope for you the the quickest of recoveries. Um, it definitely played a factor a little bit tonight because I believe anyway we had a couple of second and short distance, third third and short distance plays where we could have really used him tonight instead of having fumble fingers. I'm sorry, instead of having. <clears throat> 19 in it running back. I won't. I don't say names because I we, feel we, like that's very disrespectful. So I won't say names. We can call it like it is. Call a spade a spade. Yeah, but I, I'm trying. I'm trying to be less racist in 2020, so I'm not going. <laughs> what? No. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, best of luck. Speediest of recoveries. Let's get right into it. This game had the 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 normal to me. Anyway, had the normal feel of a Louisville game this season. We start slow. They start slow. They go up. We catch up. We turn it over. We turn it over again. We turn it over again. They go up by two touchdowns. We come back and fall just short with another turnover at the end. Look, I've got like three pages worth of notes from the game, and I just skipped through all of them to say that, literally. Malik finished the game. Uh, the Cards lost, by the way, 34-27. to 27. Um, Malik finished with two, uh, 294 yards passing, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, rushed for 133 yards and had a fumble. Uh, Des Fitzpatrick, the guy that everybody has been clamoring for the whole season, finished with eight catches for 182 yards and a touchdown. Beautiful play he got his touchdown on. Oh, yeah. Uh, two, two, not too shabby. Five catches for 78 yards and a uh, and a touchdown. And our, as far as I'm concerned, our team MVP for the year, uh, James Turner. He was two for two, finished with a total of 12 points tonight. Um, so let's get right into it. First off, uh, Sean, we'll go to you first. What were what were your thoughts uh, from the game, and try to summarize them just as well as I mean I just literally, literally made like five sentences into one so uh, or five paragraphs into one sentence so, give us your thoughts on the game tonight. Well, um, you turn the ball over, you're gonna lose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's about as simple as it gets, you know. And it, some of the turnovers, it, what was ridiculous about them was the fact that it wasn't necessarily that Boston College forced them. They were really unforced. And that's the sad part about it is it wasn't like Boston College came in and made a big hit or came in and, and punched the ball out or stripped the ball out. Now, Louisville did that to them um, on the goal line. They stripped their quarterback and ripped it out of his heart. But Louisville's Which, by the way, probably should have been a touchdown. That probably the, they should not have blown. <laughs> I saw them two or three other times let Boston College just push our guys down the field for 10 yards before they blew it. 
that probably should not have been a fumble. It should have been a touchdown. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, but but um, it's that's the theme of the year is, is turnovers because we moved the ball pretty well against our defense. Um, I mean, sadly, our our, our defense uh, kind of the end. They just I don't know if they were just tired because they were on the field quite a bit um, with those turnovers. Uh, but they were they just. Boston College pretty much ran it down our throat. They did. We um, had we had what I called uh, in my notes a wet paper towel defense tonight. The frustrating thing well, about that. that is, go ahead. Part of that is we were missing Jared Goldwire, and that's a huge, huge loss. And then you didn't have Desmond Tell, who's become his backup, which is right. awesome that a freshman has become that reliable. But he was out too. So you had you had uh, the third stringer in Malik Clark. And I don't even know who was behind. I think Jared uh, Dawson played behind him. Yeah. Um, and that definitely, definitely was a factor. So I, I will say this. Offensive line dominance. I will say this. The, the turnovers for the most part were unforced, but that last one was absolutely kudos to Boston College for getting the penetration and causing that. Because if we had any kind of offensive line protection on that play, that, that last turnover doesn't happen at that point. It may happen later on in the drive, but it don't happen uh, – don't happen at that point. Dalton, what about you? How, what was some of your takeaways from the game? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I am, um, you know, beating a broken record <laughs> every single week right. on the turnover issue. Um, we lead the nation in fumbles lost, and uh, we may lead the nation in total overall turnovers, uh, maybe outside of the Syracuse. But I think Mark Blankenbaker tweeted that we are averaging about three turnovers a game. And that's just unacceptable, right? Um, because I mean, you got to think of you know this defense already has its own struggles, and depending on where the ball's turned over, I mean that that's just adding more icing onto the cake for opposing teams. Um, you know, overall, I thought the defense, you know, oh, there, there was some poise at times, but um, definitely that phenomenon of open receivers in the secondary, especially on play action oh, early God. on. Yeah. With, um, you know, when the quarterback decided to either, you know, get out and run or you know, look for a pass, he had a lot of open receivers and had the one that would have ended up a touchdown if the receiver had turned around early in the first half. Um, I could be the minority here. I think Malik Cunningham actually played a pretty solid game. I agree with you. I, I, thought, I thought he was extremely impressive. Uh, the stat sheet doesn't lie. Um, when you look at – and, I, you know, we'll go – into this because I, I the only question I saw from the mailbag was about benching Malik, but um, you know outside of the the turnovers on the two possessions in the first half, I mean we had a field goal, a touchdown, and then the end of the half, and then the second half field goal, punt, touchdown, touchdown, then the uh, the interception which, which really wasn't Malik's fault, um, but overall I thought um, you know Malik looked comfortable on the you know the run pass options despite playing injured for probably the whole game. So shout out to him for his efforts. Des Fitzpatrick played phenomenally. Um, I just think it's it's more the same for Louisville, and um, I'm just uh, at this point kind of numb to it all. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those where I kind of expected it, so I'm truly not upset, but um, it's definitely not encouraging. So. Yeah, and and the thing is, is that's right. I don't remember how many other did we force more than one turnover this game. Do either of y'all um, remember if that, that we had stri- we had the we had the one fumble on the first possession of the game, and that was the only one. So yeah. 
tenth tenth in, in ten games. So this was our tenth game. So we're averaging one force per game, which is the lowest since uh, Charlie Strong's second year, I believe, and that was uh, maybe it was his first year. It was just horrible. We were begging for for first forced turnovers at that point. Um, so let, let's let's go to what the the uh, the big story of the week. There was a report, and when I say a report, I'm going to use this very loosely because everybody's like, that place is a credible place, but I want you to pay attention to the wording in the story. The wording of the story, coming from The Athletic, it stated that we talked to a source that told us Scott Satterfield was heading to South Carolina Sunday to interview for the South Carolina job. You all know that I'm all about journalistic integrity. Um, I'm, I'm big on that because I want I want my name and, and my website, our website's name, to carry uh, to, to to carry worth and value. So, as far as a story like this, I wouldn't publish anything like that without having at least three confirmations. But this person had one confirmation, and some oddly enough had the most traffic on his website, his part of the his story, than he had ever had before. Um, I, I do believe that this was Our just fan base ran with it. Oh man. my God, they did. They javed. It was. It was, it was, uh, it was kind of embarrassing. It really yeah, was. It was extremely frank. embarrassed. They they Javian. They ran like Javian and then handled the issue like. Never mind. I'm not going to do that. This ain't that kind of show. Uh, I already said I wasn't going to do that. I, I've been I've been festering on that all week, Jeremy. And like you and I, I remember you and I tweeted. Um. You know, we, we tweeted that, you know, let the facts come out before you run with the narrative, you know, not necessarily verbatim, but along that gist. And I got DMs, about five or six DMs. Uh, four of them were basically saying that, you know, who are you in your right mind to say that we should wait when we've been, you know, we've been led astray before with Charlie Strong and Bobby Petrino. And, you know, I understood that. I tried to sit there and right. I tried to sit in the same chair with them. Because, you know, at the same – at the end of the day, you know, we've we've had experience, you know, coaches going against their word. But the way in which this fan base handled it and the other, the other two basically just said, well, why is he interested in South Carolina in the first place? And I don't mean to go on a big rant, but the one thing Pretty I good. will say is who cares if he's interested in South Carolina? Put this into perspective. If you're if, – if a university that you're extremely familiar with that is kind of in your territory or of, of where you resided growing up and they came calling, I mean, wouldn't you – not necessarily saying that you would act on that interest, but to say that you shouldn't at least have, you know, have a peak of interest, that's, that's kind of – I think that's a little harsh. Now, the interview process of it all, if he decides to interview for it, that is a whole different story, and we cross that bridge when it comes to it. But the thing about it is, is people ran with the possibility. They saw the athletic tweeted it out, and they're like, oh, it's got to be true just because the athletic tweeted it out, and no source has ever been wrong. Right. So, I mean, that, that, and I mean, that, that's something else. You know, even with, even with me as the editor of the website, I have to make sure that every single thing that we post is factually correct. There's been time... I'll even go this far. For those of you all that have followed me for the duration of my Twitter and website career, first off, thank you. But second off, you all know, uh, Sean, and you can attest to this before you join the website, people out there call me uh, Scoop 
DeVille because I was I, I broke so many stories on air on Twitter. Like I I I earned that right. I mean I had pe I have look put it this way. I know people. So I I, I have I take journalistic integrity very, very, uh, very, very highly that I, I just do. Uh, so first off, let me touch on a couple things. You said you, you tried to put yourself in them, in their seat and, uh, and, and listen to what they had to say. Well, I'm six, seven, three fifty. There ain't no room in my seat. I'm not going to listen to no ignorance. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to knock them off my lap real quick. Uh, and second off the, you, you hit the nail right on the head. If I'm working at McDonald's f making the fries, one day, I want to move over to burgers. I don't want to just make fries my whole life. And I'm not equating the Louisville job to fries, but any, I kind of did. I didn't mean to. But the point being, the point of your job is to advance as much as you can. And if a better, if, if a bigger opportunity or a better opportunity to you comes, uh, you know, money-wise money arises, yeah, you go for it. I mean, to an extent, that's why I wasn't too mad with Charlie because at least – when he was he no, was be. on his way out the door, the fan base and Vince was able to, or Vince, sorry, that was a Freudian slip. The fan base and Tom were able to say, Charlie, don't go. And and he, he went against what probably what he felt was best to do in taking the Tennessee job and stayed at Louisville. Did another fantastic job and then Texas came and called and he bounced. So I, I don't blame him. Um but the thing is, you always want to advance. You always want to make more money. If I if I'm the head coach of Louisville and I love it and, and they're paying me three million dollars a year, but UNC Charlotte calls me and says, Jeremy, I'm gonna give you five. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna have to talk to my people at Louisville real quick because five is more than three. I, yeah, and at and least try to work out can, a deal. You can attest to this as well, and I you know I'd I'd like to get your all's opinion on this because. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of had, you know, when, when this whole Charlie thing went down back in, um, I believe it was what, uh, the winter of, or going into the winter of 2014, yep. I believe. Yeah, right. Going in, yeah, I was a, I was a junior in high school. And really, you know, this is at the peak of my fandom. And I can remember not truly being, for lack of better, not really for lack of better terms, just on a, brutally honest, pissed off that not that Charlie left. But just the fact that, like, it seemed like the day he took the Texas job, he was still telling people that, you know, the rumors weren't true and stuff like that. And I get, you know, you, you, you know, you put on the, the illusion that you're still the coach up until the news gets announced. But I felt like he handled it to an extreme of trying to go out of his way to say that he was the Louisville coach when the actions went, went um, you know, went – in the other direction, but I, I mean, I get it. And I know that it's protocol in a sense, but I, honestly, I think that that's where Louisville fans drew the line is they didn't wait for, you know, stat to make a statement because it's almost like they had seen this movie before they knew or not, not saying that these two situations are alike, but they drew certain, you know, certain similarities from, the way Charlie left and the way that this could fix up to be in which South Carolina was painted as this, you know, such a superior job in which, I mean, in all honesty, they may be per se, but I still think that the fan base jumped the gun because let's be honest, if a top program is wanting your coach, then he's doing something right. You would rather have it that way than the other way in which nobody wants him. 
So, I mean, you can't play the fence both ways if you're a Louisville fan here. And you're right. Not, not only – they didn't wait for anything. They're, within 30 minutes, people were calling for his head. An hour went by. And mind you, at this time, he was leading a practice. Not a game. Not a game. Okay, so that's Allen Iverson stuff. But practice. And then – after he got done with practice, and I know this because I was talking to one of the other coaches uh, via text at the time when this all was blown up. I was like, dude, we need to find out if this is true. If it is, let me know. Not true. So then I, I told y'all in the group chat. Now, a lot of the stuff I find out before everybody else, I don't put out on Twitter because to me, I would rather know it and then be able to confirm it than to be like somebody who just puts out a story to get get clicks. Um and run with it, but I told, and y'all can attest to that. At least an hour before he said anything or anything else was confirmed, I was right there saying, "Guys, this isn't true. No matter how much right. y'all think it is, it's not true." But then after that, right. they had to leave from practice to go get cleaned up, have team dinner, and by the time he got home, I think it was eleven thirty. By the time the statement was was prepared and released, if I'm not if I'm not wrong, it was between eleven and eleven thirty, and that wasn't good enough. At first, it was. No, nah, no, nah, man. We got here a statement. If you don't, if you don't make a statement, then 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 it's true. Then he makes a statement. Right. Well, well, it wasn't a video statement. Okay. Who cares? I mean, Who cares? you can't make anyone happy. To be completely honest, I mean, you cannot make anyone happy, especially. And I hate to say it, but Louisville fans are really in, not necessarily saying an ignorant bunch, but we're a we're a we're a tough bunch to deal with. Just because I feel like that's a a product of what we've been through, but not only that, it's just the 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 double narratives have to go. Bro, it's like I told you the other day. We live in a microwave society. When we were growing up, we were allowed to make a mistake, make it right, apologize, and it be over with. Now you can't make them if it even seems like you've made a mistake. It's you you've been judged, jury, and execution before you're even able to wink, blink an eye. Uh, but I, I've been, like you said, I've been very embarrassed, and, and that's fine. If you all want to send me hate messages, I still love you. It's fine. Do it. I don't care. Right. We don't <laughs> care. Um, but by some of the, at least half the fan base has been, I even had somebody tonight that while I was, after I had tweeted out that I still did not believe, somebody said something to me. I was like, dude, this, that's not true. I believe it's not true as much as you believe it is true. but And then he responded with, I know it's true. And at that point, that's when I knew that I had to let that conversation go. Um, real quick, before we get to the mailbag, and we did get a lot of – we're continuing to – because I tweeted out from CSD, then I tweeted out from my account, and then I hopped into a thread. People were talking to me. I was like, hey, y'all are making some good points. Uh, we're about to record the show, so just thread them on here. And, like, I'm still getting – my phone is just blowing up because – Either people are arguing or they're still trying to give us more uh, more questions, and we appreciate it. But when, before we get to that, okay. MVP of the season. Sean, you've not got to talk a whole lot, and I apologize for that because I've had a lot to say. Uh, who's been your MVP? Who's I'm, been- playing, I'm playing, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, who's been your MVP of the season? The MVP of the season? Oh, man. Um, I think it's easy. It's so hard because you, yeah. part of me would say, would say uh, Malik because he had so many turnovers that I'd have wrong. To, <laughs> I'd have to say uh, I'm gonna go. 
I'm gonna go Dez. Because when Dez, when they do look for Dez, Dez has been making the plays. I mean, you know, when they target him, he's usually coming down with the football. Um, and today, I mean, he he put us right on the brink of coming back. Okay, so so your final answer, so. your final answer. Final answer is Dez. Dez is back. Oh, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Uh, Dalton, what about you? The correct answer is the correct answer is no one. <laughs> that's that's not the, <laughs> I got that. I'm um, <laughs> no one. I think. <laughs> I think. Um, whew, this is a rough one. I'm personally easy. going to say that the MVP of the season. Uh, who? I still want to say it's Javian. And I understand that people will give me crap for that because he opted out. But let's be honest. I mean, he he was you know keeping us afloat in games. I'm I'm going with Javian. Okay, let's see. Survey is it Javian Hawkins? Oh dang it, Dalton, you're wrong too. And just to be clear, I'm I'm the survey. So you're what, the survey. <laughs> okay. The survey. Oh god. What about you, Wes? I'm sorry. I was with <laughs> I was going with Hawkins too. I ain't gonna lie. Why? Why? <laughs> All the X's. I'm All about to X's. tell you why. Everybody's wrong. All my X's live in Texas. Because the correct answer here is James Turner. <coughs> Without James, fair, fair, yeah. We fair. every okay. game that we've won, we lost. In some of the games we lost, we lost worse. Yeah. I mean, he scored 12 points tonight himself. Now, granted, three of those came from points after t- uh, touchdowns, but that dude has just been killing it for us this year, and and. Oh, gosh, I'm probably going to catch a lot of crap for this, but you know me. I don't care. Uh, we don't care. No. Probably the best, most consistent kicker we've had since Art Carmody, and I don't think it's even close. Actually, at this point, I want to no, I, I, I don't. Why, why would anybody give you shit for that? I mean, like, that is 100% true. I know <laughs> That's that true. Blayton Creaky was good in he his was. career here at Louisville. He was. That would Before be my three. That, yeah. No, there's no one even in consideration. Not even the guy who kicker that is. <laughs> No, 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 not Chris Philpot. Oh, no. Look, we have been blessed to have some good kickers, too. Uh, we had, like you said, Blanton Creaky. And then before him, we had uh, oh, Sean uh, Wallace. John Wallace, is that his name? The one that kicked the game? Yeah, John Wallace. And then, we've John ha- Wallace, yeah. then we had Art Carmody. We had uh, David Akers, yep. Klaus Wilms. My, I mean, that's going way back. I'm, I'm – Showing my range, I don't say age. I'm showing my range a little bit there, but we've we've been okay, blood. Boomer. <laughs> where's that? Where's that wrong? Hold on, here we go. First time this show. Unevenly believable. Yeah, thanks, Sean. I appreciate it. That was kind of unevenly believable. Um, can y'all hear the sound bites, by the way? Or no, no, not at all. No. Okay, just pretend like it was hilarious. And and the way the I guess the sound system set up, Wes seems like he's talking like behind a brick wall. No, that's just because he always talks like he's got crap in his mouth. It's not. That's not. A, it, Fair enough. I talk shit all the time. What you mean? Look, shit y'all have just tur- y'all are turning this PG show into. You know what? My bad. Forget it. Forget it. Oh, this episode, a lot of care. a lot of feelings gonna get rated hurt because there's a lot rated of things R. that need to be said. Uh, this could be the rated R superstar show. It's uh, explicit. The explicit CSE after dark, and apparently these days that could be five thirty. <laughs> Uh, so, so can so, I can I make one thing? I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and let you contribute. Okay. So I don't know if any of y'all noticed, um, but uh, my bad. I keep hitting stuff. But 
in the game, did did y'all notice that the way they were holding the ball when we fumbled, they were holding the ball toward like close the arm close to the defender instead of arm away from the defender? And see, you as a running back, that's very because I did make that observation. It's been like that all season long. Yes, yes, it has, and that and that's what gets on my nerves the most because when you see them run, you're like, put it in the outside, put it in the fumble. What the? And I I'm sorry, it comes to a point where. I hope some fans that I know don't make excuses because I'm not the excusive person, but we need to do better, period. And that's just how it is. It's Uh either you're going to stop fumble or we're going to put somebody in that does the job better than you. And and that's a very, very fair point. My my main point about the whole fire Satterfield thing is, is that is a quality man. He's a quality coach. He actually – the reason why we want – Here's the difference, and I might be oversimplifying it a little bit, and it's fine. It's it's our show. I can do what I want to. Um, this the difference, but this year and last year have been eerily similar in most facets of the the results of the games. We got a couple bounces last year that we haven't got this year. Boston, and we've talked about this before. Wake Forest, Boston College, Virginia. Those games were all any other team that had been a team full of. Uh, dysfunction like we had would have lost those games yeah uh, COVID is a dysfunction it is a, a it distraction is. uh i'm not willing to minimalize it like everybody else COVID has has played a big part on this season ending up the way it is i mean javian's gone because of it uh we could have used him tonight that was very evident still very proud of the job that that jayla mitchell's doing um in, in Berkeley, I was really, really excited for uh, the jump he had. Let's go into the question and answers. And instead of all, can I make one more? Point, yeah, 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 yeah. One more point. Go ahead. Go. go ahead. Just one more, and I won't take forever like I usually do. <laughs> I, when we look at the last year, how many games do we have that were decided by one possession where it came literally down to the final wire? I mean, I can think of three right off the bat. You know, Wake Forest, Virginia. Um, now that I say that, I can't even think of them. When last year? Uh, Boston College. Yeah. Yeah, last year. Yeah, Wake Forest, Virginia, yep. Boston College. Those were the three that jumped out at me immediately. There there may have been NC more. NC State, too. Mm-hmm. Wasn't NC State kind of close, if I remember right? Sean, you um, know what? I trust you so much. I'm going to go ahead and say yeah, because you, you, you have so much useful and useless knowledge in your head. <laughs> I trust you. Regardless, regardless. My point being is that those games could have gone either way. This year we're having a handful of games just like last year that we're seeing are doing the polar opposite. So in, in the grand in the grand scheme of things, yes, there is a ton that separates you know, you know, five and you know, five and seven and seven and five and what we are right now and uh three and what are we, three and seven? Three and seven. Three and seven, and you know five and five. I mean, sure, I guess it's in the grand scheme of things, you know, an increase in wins, an increase in wins. But really, the difference in what's going on is just a matter of you know plays at the end. We're we're close in the game to winning these games. It's just we're just not executing right at the very end. It's turnovers, uh, turnovers, yeah. turnovers. Because I know you know you've noticed this. Everybody has been very fairly astute about this. We're we're outgaining the opponent in in most in most of our losses this year, we've outgained the opponents. Even tonight, we we smashed BC statistic wise. 
And there was one other game early in the year that we did. Uh, Miami, maybe. We beat – I think we I, – I can't recall. I'm not the Sean of stats. I, I, sometimes I just throw stuff up against the wall. If y'all call me on it, cool. If you don't, then I just assume I was right all along. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, we it, – it's the turnovers, man. We have to either force more or uh, commit less. And at this point, both of those are going the, the opposite way of the spectrum. We're getting further away from where we need to be. Uh, as far as that's concerned, but exactly. The way we're going to do the mailbag is I'm not, I'm not going to comment on any of these. We're going to go Sean, Dalton, Wes, or if I say something, uh, I'm going to ask the first question, and if y'all want to answer it, y'all just let me know, hey, I'm going to answer it. Now, that sounds too, too unorganized. We'll just do it this way. First question from at JC Lindeman on Twitter. Do you still believe that Scott Satterfield was the right choice? Uh, Sean, Yes, you- next question. Okay. All right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I definitely agree. All right. All right. Cool. 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 All right. Uh, basically, John, not only are you short, but your question was irrelevant. Uh, I agree. Does anybody? Maybe I should do it that way. Does anybody disagree with what Dalton said? No. No. Okay. Next question. This is from at Trevor Edwards thirty two. One of our he sends us stuff all the time. We really appreciate all of you all, but especially him. Uh, Get Cunningham off the field and Des more targets equals easy wins. I, I will, I will, I'll take this one just because I, I talked a little bit about Des early on. Go on, big money. I will say, I will say, I totally agree with getting Des more targets just because I feel like when things get thrown his way, good things happen. We saw that jump ball that he had where he just out-muscled the guy yep. in the 69-yard touchdown at the end. You throw his way. He makes things happen. He is a dynamic playmaker. That tends to happen when you throw to a dynamic playmaker. However, on the other side of the question, you said Trevor asked this? Yeah. Yeah, Trevor. Trevor, let me bring this. Let's dissect this. I know that Malik Cunningham has not been as good as he was last year. He has what, um, you know, like maybe – However many interceptions was it? Like twelve interceptions now. I looked it up while you're talking. Nine of them were not nine to ten of them were his fault. I, I know at times he has struggled, but how do we know that we have anyone better in the fold? Now it, it's wishful thinking to believe that we do, but I'll tell you the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And for the most part in games, I truly feel like. It's all, it all comes down to decision-making with Malik. The talent's there. We see it. I believe that he is the best you know, quarterback to put us in the right situation. It was especially true in this game. You know, Malik can't stop guys wide open on, on, you know, on offense on the other you know, side of the ball. Malik can't handle you know, Tutu giving up a fumble, running across the flat, That's and true. Hassan Hall you know, giving it up, about to get tackled. You know, he can't handle a lot of things. A lot of these things that we're trying to pin on him, we cannot pin on him because it's truly not his fault. The guy had about 400 yards of total offense today. When he got in the run-pass option, Boston College could not defend it. Boston College, they just couldn't defend it. And he was making good throws. He had a couple where, you know, he missed just point blank. But at the end of the day, not only did he play hurt, but he executed a good game plan, and I honestly thought that Satterfield, there was a ton of misdirections. Uh, I would like to see a little bit more of a variety of play calling in the red zone, but yeah. at the end of the day, I felt like the offense looked good when they were on the field. 
Uh, you can't play Malik for the defensive woes and not handling onto the ball. You know, I will criticize Malik when I believe that he's made a mistake, but I thought he played one of his best games of the season today. And I, I agree with you. I've, I wasn't as hot. Everybody, I saw Evan Conley get Evan Conley tweets at about the second quarter, but this is his stats on the year. Now, I don't know if this has been updated since the game, so this is either pre or post, but on the year it says he has thrown for 2,100 yards, 16 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. So if that's not counting today, then he threw another two uh, touchdowns, another inter, uh, another yeah, interception. That, that, that was before today. Okay. That was before. So then he's at 2,500 yards uh, passing, 18 picks. Or 18 touchdowns and 12 picks. So just just to prove your point there. So, right. okay, that's all I gotta say. All I right. mean, I think I think you know people say, oh, we need to bench Malik, bench Malik, bench Malik. You know, it, it it might suck to say, but how do we know that we have another option waiting in the wings? I'm right. just saying. No, you're right. 100 percent right, Sean. We're gonna pitch this one to you. This is this is a statement. Um. And I simply want you to tell me true, false, and why. Uh, this is from our guy at Ross Pro, P-R-O. Uh, we won't be good next year. We will have lost 12 or maybe 13 out of 22 starters on both sides of the ball. We'll arguably be no better at quarterback with lots of lost talent at running back and wide receiver. I don't see anything to give me any confidence on the O-line or D-line next year. We're going to have another losing season. True or false, Sean? I'm going to err on the side of, of uh, false right now because, for one, we don't know how many starters we're going to lose because this is a technical red shirt season, right? Everybody gets a chance to come back for their morning. So we don't know who's going to come back and who's going to leave. Exactly. Okay? We don't know that. We know the only person we know is Javion Hawkins, and we know oh, uh, this is Patrick. This is Patrick is going. We do know that. Other um, than that, who knows? I don't know. If I was you know, Malik, if I was, I don't. I, ha- I haven't heard as so far I, as far as I know. I've heard that we're not going to go after a huge recruiting class next year because of all the expected returns. Be that exactly. a, you know, take See, that I think for. They're going to keep uh, Cam to George. I bet he comes back. Um, Fiefer. I will bet that uh, Ian Pfeiffer. I got a feeling he's going to come back. Uh, you're going to have Marshawn back. Uh, you're going to have. I think Malik's going to stay. Obviously. Um, you're going to have Maurice Berkeley will probably come back. Jalen Mitchell, uh, Mitchell is looking good. Jalen Mitchell's going to be back. And uh, is, is we'll scary, see Hassan Hall. Uh, I was going to say, as scary as it sounds, we're going to have Hassan back next year, too. And, and we'll, have, uh, we'll have Travion Cooley into the mix as well. We'll have Travion Cooley. Yeah, we'll have Travion Cooley. You're going to have uh, Renato. I really like Renato Brown a lot. He's just young. People forget that. We lost an all-world left tackle moved to Donis Boone over there, and then we got a right tackle now who's a red shirt freshman. <laughs> yes. Um, there, there's, a, there's some experience on the line. That, um, you're going to have, let's see, on defense, it'll be interesting to see. I would think you're probably going to get um, – uh, I think Rajay might leave because I, I think he showed out pretty well the last game. Like today, he actually had a really good game, just quietly. Right. <laughs> Somebody really, I mean, he was making some tackles. And what have you. Are you going to have Keytrail Clark back? Uh, I would be interested to see what Marlon character does. That's one I'm not sure on. Uh, but uh, he really grew this year. He's been excellent this year. He really did. Uh, the safety position is 
that's kind of interesting. I don't I don't know what's going to happen there. I think uh, one of them needs to stay and one of them needs to go. Line. And that's all I'm going to say about uh, that. I'd be curious to see what happens with Jared Goldwire because with his injury now, I don't know if that's going to make him think, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and go. I think he can go ahead and go if he wants, you know, but I I wonder if he's going to stay. If he stays, he was, he's been a monster the last few games, even though he's been great. And then today, of course, he gets injured when we could really use him. But I, I'm not ready to just throw up the white flag and be like, "Oh well, we're gonna we're gonna lose next year." I'm with you. I'm with you on that because I don't agree that I, mean, I, I know we lost Javian, but the running back committee that we've had the last couple of weeks since he left has has done a man. It almost reminds me of like the Pittsburghs, and I know I'm a Steelers fan, so sometimes I'm going to equate that. But the Steelers don't ever have a one. And I know a lot of people would be like, but Connor. No, Connor is one of many that we put out there every week. And it's like a running back by committee. And that's what this Louisville uh, running back stable that we have now after Javian reminds me of. So I won't agree with uh, – we we did lose a talent. We didn't lose lots of talent. At, well, I mean, if you consider Javian a, a, a first three-round draft pick, then, yeah, we lost one very talented guy. But we do have uh, a stable that doesn't quite – equally compared to him but they come pretty close uh, as far as production wise so I'm not willing to concede that point wide receiver yeah we're going to lose Dez but that just opens up the field for young guys like Jordan Watkins to get in and uh you know who, who was the guy that opted out was that Corey Reed yes Corey Reed. so Corey uh, left. So you got Josh Johnson who, who played uh, quite a bit uh last week Braden Smith. Zero. Braden Smith will be <laughs> back right <laughs> Braden Smith will be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll be back. So we're still. I mean, Dez. Put it this way, Dez is a Devonte Parker, Mario Urudia type receiver that has not got that treatment so far. I don't know. I mean, I know that uh, that Malik and Tutu have a special, and you have that all the time. When I was growing up, uh, Chris Redman and Ivan had that connection at high school when we played against them. Uh, Sean Miles, which was my quarterback, uh, you know, and DJ Herndon, they had the special connect. You, you always have that one player that you're looking for first. Um, and even even in even in college, uh, you know, Chris looked for Ivan and Lavelle before he looked for other players. Um, so, I mean, you're not going to always – you can look – this year, it was almost as if we didn't have Dez, honestly, because he didn't really get a lot of looks. Not as many as I would like to have had anyways. If you, if you give him Devontae or Mario's production this year or even Arnold Jackson's production, this season's probably a, a lot different for us. But talked enough about that. Let's go on. Uh, Wes, I'm going to throw this one to you. Again, let's be very brief. And, and not Sean brief either. Uh just kidding, John. What do you make of the well, – we talked about this a little bit already, but I want to go ahead. I told people I'd answer their questions. This is from at BD Quinn 2. Uh, what do you make of the meltdown part that the fa- – uh, meltdown that part of the fan base is having? Before last season, we all knew this was going to be a multiple-year rebuild. Agreed. Now in year two, fans are acting like we're never going to be good again and like they have no patience. Wes, what do you, what do you make? Uh, uh, again, we already talked about this a little bit earlier. We did. So uh, go ahead and expound a little bit. What I think about it, I I have to agree with y'all. It's ridiculous. 
instead of just waiting and seeing. Like I feel like we're, remember how Cragthorpe used to, how Cragthorpe threw us. No, we don't say that word. Okay, the, there's a couple of there's like three K words we don't use in this basement. Okay, three oh, K words, cool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I reckon one. You got no, you know all three of them. I do, but uh, it, I've it's said it, all three of them. Yeah. But uh, I hope not. I really I must hope be, not. I must be missing one of the K's, KK's. Well, you got one that's playing your video game right now. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. But uh, but I feel like it's like you, it's a like y'all said, it's a business. It's like you can't expect a coach to stay if they're doing something well. They want to better their lives. If they love the city, they'll stay. You won't have to convince them. You won't have to say nothing. But you do have to compete with everybody else. In keeping a person happy and keeping a person stay, just like they did LeBron. Remember, LeBron gave you seven years, and then they went to, then he went to Miami, and what happened? The whole city went nuts. And it's like you, he gave you seven years to help him, and y'all couldn't. So what did he do? He left. And you can't get mad if a coach does that. Well, and, and on top of that, not to interrupt you, but what if there was an ounce of doubt in his mind? He's like, you know what? My local fan base is really going to lift me up. Let's open up Twitter real quick. Then the the little the meme with the the living room on fire and the bear reading the newspaper saying, "Oh, this right. is fine, just fine, this is fine." Right. That, that's what you see. He's like, you know what? Maybe I maybe I won't go to South Carolina, but maybe the next time somebody calls me, I will shut them straight down. Like, but I want to also say this: No, I do not know for sure that he didn't have some sort of conversation with South Carolina. I can tell you. That I was told by at least three people in the in the know that it was false, that he loves it here, and that he wants to make this pro. And I know for a fact that Court Dennison wrote. I'm not trying to point at you. I'm sorry. When when he was, I have DMs between me and him, and I asked him. I said, "Court, are you gonna come back to Louisville now that there's the opportunity?" He said, "There's nothing I would love more than to come back and bring that program." right back to where we had it before I left and build a tradition there. And I, I believed him then. I believe him now. I think that this was just a, a horribly gone wrong statement. Uh, circus. I called it mob mentality but, on Twitter. But that's the point. At the end of the day, it's none of our business what goes on. No, you're right. You'll find out when you find out. It's none of our business. Like, at the end of the day, yeah, we want – we. I'm going to say it. I want him to stay because I think he's a hell of a quality coach. He believes in our kids. He wants to push our kids to do better. But you can't jump on every single thing. you got to give him a chance to talk. What would Clemson fans be doing right now if Dabo, if they would have run Dabo out after two years? Like, we're trying – like, there are some eerily, eerily similar uh, traits between uh, – and, and just their manner, just the way their mechanics, the way their mind works. What if we're running our Dabo out of town year two? When if we'd have just given them a couple more years to, because make no mistake about it. And I'm I'm gonna close this question because we have a couple more to go to. Then we got basketball. Uh, yay, basketball. Uh-oh. Um, but what what exactly? Why can't we just be patient? We still have half of Bobby's players on the team. And from what I've been told, and I don't think this is a secret. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm giving – I'll call on you in a second, Wes. Wes's hands up. Um, 
so I may be saying something I'm not supposed to. And fine, fine. I apologize if I'm not. I'm willing to take that risk because, you know, my name means something too. But from what I've been told, we got Bobby's players in the old mentality trying to poison almost the new players and the new mentality. And it's not meshing real well right now. Now, Dalton, you've heard some reports that kind of support that. We, we won't talk about them on the air. Sean, you've heard some stuff. Right. I've heard some stuff. Uh, West delivers mail. I don't know what that has to do with anything. But, um, <laughs> you know, I can 1,000% see that being the reason why we're – another reason why we're not as uh, focused and on point as, as, we, as we should be. Uh, all right, I'm going to go to Dalton for this next one. Let me, oh, let me I'm fin- sorry. I forgot to call on you. Right. Uh, Wes, let me finish is up your that. hands up? Yeah, okay. It is. All it right, is. Wes. You go. I'm sorry. Let me finish up your point there. Why we can't be patient because we want everything here and now. The problem is some of our fan base has to let that patience be like, okay, I'm going to let it run its course. Whatever happens, happens. Things happen. Like, like we all said, it's going to be a rebuilding year. We weren't expecting this kind of a year. We weren't even expecting COVID to hit. But things right. happen. It may so, be. I, I hate to tell y'all out there, it may be another two years before we get football. If we're patient with Sat and we let him do his thing, it still could be another. We could have another year next year like it was last year, and then it may take one more year for us to get to where we want to be. And one more thing to that. It's even though our fan base is well decided to go off the rail with our coach, what about our players? Have y'all thought about what the players think, what they want, anything like that? Dude, it's just ignorant. They see these things being said. Some of them, Dalton, I know you, you have a relationship with a lot of the players and stuff. I have them hit me up all the time. They're like, these fans are crazy. And I have to explain to them that it's not out of yeah. a place of, of instability. Well, it's out of a place of love for the program and wanting it yep. to be back to the way it was. Because the, the one reason I could never be mad at Charlie – Charlie turned a situation, a three-year just natural disaster where we should not have been good again for six more years, and we were competitive his first year. Yep. And then slowly but surely, we rose to prominence. We won the big games. We won the Sugar Bowl. We did what we had to do. Yep. Uh, Then he left us. uh, Okay, so I can still be a little bit aggravated. You can be uh, Adam, Adam, yeah, he, but I, he, he in Texas was calling. I, know, I couldn't even that, get mad. That's like one of only eight jobs that I wouldn't be mad. Like USC, Texas, Texas Alabama, uh, Alabama, uh, Michigan, Ohio State. There's right. probably a couple more. I don't. I don't want to give them any more pub. But, but next question. Next, you can go to the next. Okay, question. Th- thanks, Wes. I My appreciate bad. the permission there. My bad. <laughs> um, hey, Dalton. Why won't Coach Sat go for? Go for. Hold on. Why won't Coach Sat go for? Second down and eight when it's a slam. What? Why won't Sat go for second and eight when it's a slam dunk analytic, analytically to do that? Um, I'm not really sure what the question Why won't Sat go? Oh, why won't Sat go for two down eight when it's a slam dunk analytically to do that? I don't know that we were ever in the position to be to go for two and tie the next, game. Next question. Uh, <laughs> it's a good thing I didn't shout out that part. We don't we don't know uh, because the two point conversion can be a tricky thing either way. We appreciate it. That's a fifty fifty uh, chance. Last question is from our guy at Red the Room, uh, and this is a free for all. Anybody that wants to answer it uh, can do. 
without with us outgaining most of our opponents, we touched on this earlier, and the defense looking improved from last year. Are we? Thank you for this nice question. This is the kind of questions we should have. Are we actually headed in the right direction as a program if we can just hold on to the ball? Yes. Yes. I yes. think that we have some we have some bad bad habits that we have continued not to break, which is um, ball possession and um, the way know, the way uh, they hold tackling technique that have been instilled in players over the years. Yep. Um, I, I think that that you know it's just a matter of discipline and it's a matter of technique. And once, you know, Satterfield and company are able to instill their teachings into the program, not notice I didn't say the players, instilling your, t- instilling your beliefs in a program is a whole different ball game than just the players, if that makes sense. So not just, you know, play, you know, some of the players, but the whole program, you know, you're only as, as bad as, you know, your worst starter is the way I like to look at it. So, absolutely, Sean. What about your so, thoughts? Um, well, I mean, here, here's the thing. Um, if you look at what's going on, we're still competitive for the most part. Yeah, we've had a couple of games this year where it it was kind of lopsided, but for the most part, in every game, we've pretty much been in every game. Even the lopsided ones, it was kind of one or two plays here to kind of put it that were like busted coverage, this and that, and that happens to every team. Even the good teams have a busted coverage here or there. Or, so I'm not really worried about the direction of the program. And I think what's going on is it kind of feeds in from the last question. And that is that I think last year spoiled our thoughts on this year. Mm-hmm. And that, that eight and five record where we were expecting, Oh, at least eight and five, but now we'll probably be, you know, 10, uh, 10 and one or I'll be honest with you. I, I think we all called it on the pre the, the preseason show. When we did our predictions, I think we all predicted eight, nine, 10 wins. And and we had a reason to do that. Mm-hmm. We, nobody knew COVID was going to hit this year or any of the other distractions. Even, yeah, right. it, it's also, you know, we, we were thinking, okay, you know, yeah, we lost Makai Beckton, but Dwayne Ledford's a great coach and we got some talent. We just expected it to kind of grow with it. Obviously, COVID really hurt us a lot. I think because I think if they, if Renato Brown had had more time in spring, and there wasn't this weird uh, camp they had to go through, I really believe a guy like him, he's super talented. I'm high on Renato Brown, even though he's had his issues this year. I'm very high on that player, Adonis Boone. He, you know, he's not been what I expected this year. I honestly expected more out of him. Um, I still think the talent's there, and I think that it was just COVID really messed with a lot of people. A lot of programs had to deal with it, obviously, but programs like ours were where we are in a rebuild. It hurt more than a program, say, like Clemson or a program even like Miami or, you know, places that have kind of a culture that's been around for a couple of years or a few years. All right, I got a couple of ones that I told you we had a lot of response to these questions, and we appreciate it. Um, at at OK Lucas Go, these are just going to be yes or no. Dalton, this one's for you. Does Malik transfer next year after TJ Lewis comes in and takes his job? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sean, this one's for you. Do you think Bobby Petrino would have had a better record throughout the last two years than Coach Satterfield? <laughs> 
let me answer this with a, is this a two-word answer? Hell no. Hold on, this is a... Wait, 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 wait. Say that question one more time. Unbelievable. Does Bobby Petrino have a better record through two years at this point than Sad? Jason, at Jason DW7, we appreciate the question. I think that that was just uh, to, to make us laugh a little bit, and it, and it did work. Uh, we appreciate that's, that. That's funny. So, before we head to the... Y'all still laughing. <laughs> By week but first. It, it literally, we are in this situation because of him. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the joke. We are on the we are on the verge of the first ever three week bye week for Louisville. So we but we have plenty of basketball over the next few weeks to cover that up. We'll have a huge matchup against Western, a huge matchup against Wisconsin, a huge matchup against those blue turds down the road. But uh Oh, we're actually playing them this year? Yeah. Oh, okay. We're going to have lots of basketball talk coming up in the second half of the show in the next couple weeks. Uh, Before we get to the second part of the show, let's talk a little bit about some of our fine sponsors. Shack in the Back Barbecue. Their phone number is 502-363-3BBQ. And uh, I do have – where is it at? Right here. But uh, they do have the holiday dinner coming on, uh, brought to you by Four Pegs, of course. Uh, you need to order it between now and December the 21st. You can call them. Oh, for, for the online orders, you can uh, email them at fourpegs.christmasmail. No. <laughs> See, I'm still not feeling well. Fourpegs.chris at gmail.com. It's Christmas season. Why not? Um, and the phone number for those advanced orders is actually different. It's 502-634-1447. Uh, they're offering prime rib from as low as $22 per pound the five-pound five minimum. Man, that better be some good prime rib. Uh, brisket for $16 a pound. Smoked turkey breast for $14 a pound. Bourbon brine smoked turkeys for 50 bucks, Or double smoked hams for $65. Uh, I can tell you this much. Everything that I've had there has been tremendous. Uh, they also got, I forgot the side dishes, a quarter chili you can get for $19. A... Uh, uh, an order of the bourbon bread pudding for twenty five bucks, and as always, for just eight dollars, you can get bourbon. Uh, I'm sorry, you can get beer cheese, mac and cheese, stuffing, collard greens, green beans, baked beans, mashed potatoes, and gravy. Uh, I'm hungry now, so thanks, Chris. I appreciate you giving me that uh, that read to do. Uh, give them a call; they will take care of you. Again, that's five zero two three six three three BBQ. Give us, give a uh, give our people Chris and Sarah out of Fitness Market a call as well, uh, while you're at it five zero two eight eight two twenty six ninety four. All they have everything that will help. Uh, it will fulfill your fitness needs: treadmills, uh, elliptical stair steppers, bikes, rowing machines, weights, dumbbells, racks. You need it. They got it. Give them a call. Uh, Chris, ask for Chris and Sarah and tell them Cardinal Sports Zone sent you. Um, also, we got. Uh, our guy Rob, uh, we're gonna do. Uh, we're we're going to uh, to let you. All, we're gonna do him a little favor here because officially he is not. I'm gonna go ahead and still talk about him though throughout the rest of the year because he's still uh, our contract with him is officially over because the se- the mowing season's over, but he is still doing some landscape work out there for you all. And he can get your yard ready for the spring when you want it to look the best. Five zero two seven seven three fifty seven fifty seven. Uh, again, that's Rob. He will take care of your yard year-round. Um, so give him a call, I guess. Uh, last but not least, we got – or not, not last but not least, we got four pe- uh, 
Shaq in the back. No, Shaq in the back. Why did I give Shaq in the back's number for four pegs? More importantly, Higgy, why didn't you tell me I gave the wrong number for the wrong place? Okay, fair enough. Uh, so I gave you the number for four. The four pegs is six three four fourteen forty seven. But I also gave you the number for them for Shaq in the back. Um, it's in the heart of Fairdale. They they smoke all their all their meats on real uh, wood pits. Uh, their turkey ribs are phenomenal. Their white lightning sauce is phenomenal. Their smoked bologna is phenomenal. Give them a call. They are three six three three BBQ. Uh, Higgy, you're fired. Um, how does he always mess these up for me? One where this wasn't even his fault, and I'm I'm going to give him the uh, the fall for this <laughs> one. Uh, last but not least, Chris and Linda started out custom multi-cades. Uh, as you all know, the ones that have been in the studio, I have two amazing arcade machines uh, that they decked out in CSZ everything. They're beautiful. They have a lot of the games that you grew up on as a kid, Frogger, Pac-Man, Dig Dug, Donkey Kong, uh, Centipede, Donkey Kong 2, you, you name it, they, they're they all on there. My stand-up machine's got 5,000 games on it. My cocktail table's only got 60, but they're like 60 of the best ones. Uh, that were ever put out, and I'm going. I'm looking for an upgrade to give me the one that's got all the Atari and Nintendo games on it. So we're going to be doing more business with them. We're going to try to get them to get me a Golden Tee machine in here as well. Uh, I don't charge them anything. We just trade off a little bit from time to time. So they're my favorite people. That's 502-819-5802. They'll take care of you. All right, guys, let's talk a little hoops. Uh, we played Evansville. My uh, – my quick thoughts on that, it was, a, it was a good game. It was great to see Hoops back again here in the bluegrass. Very, very surprised at J.J. Trainer. Uh, I shouldn't have been because I knew his dad, and I, I saw him play firsthand. And if he had even a tenth of his dad's talent, you saw that in game one. Uh, cards went 79-44. to 44. Carly Jones, phenomenal in that win. Uh, he leads the country, I believe, in almost triple doubles. Uh, that's a stat I made up, and I'm going to stand by Sean, what stood out in this game? Uh, well, let's see here. The fact that uh, another freshman, uh, Dre Davis, mm -hmm. looked very comfortable. Um, he hit some outside shots. He was rebounding well. Um, the, also, the fact that David Johnson really wasn't as big of a factor as he should have been. He's in foul trouble and what have you. But he was able to uh, – the team was able to still play very, very well defensively. I know it's Evansville and not very good, but still. Um, and then uh, Samuel Williamson uh, in this particular game actually had a very good game, especially the second half. And I noticed, even though he got – we'll get to that in a minute, but he got injured in the, in the game that happened yesterday. But even that game, he was starting to come on the second half. He seems to be a second-half player. Um First half, he, he kind of wanders around a little bit. He's not he, – he doesn't really – I don't know how to describe it. He just, he just doesn't, doesn't have any – I don't know. I want to say energy, the focus maybe. But the second half uh, against Evansville, he was cutting in the rim. He was hitting his, uh, his the patented mid-range jumper he had. Uh, man, I just – I wish he wasn't injured because I really thought that the game with uh, Seton Hall wouldn't have been that close had not gotten injured. But – uh, against Evansville, it was Carly Jones impressed me, Dre Davis, and Samuel Williamson. Okay, and, and Dalton, I'm going to let you handle the Seton Hall game because uh, just let y'all have one each. I think it's fair for me. My my had had more Cliff's notes on this, but uh, I don't, and I don't even know who the hell Chris uh, Cliff is. <laughs> but uh, I, I, here's the notes I took: competitive game. 
hustle uh, our hustle level was at 10. Uh, Carleek strikes back again with his almost triple double. Uh, we were visited by an old friend, which we harped about all last. If you if you've been with our show from day one, you know my biggest pet peeve about our basketball team has been our old friend, the drought. Uh, the cards went up by 11, and instead of taking it to the basket and scoring, drawing fouls, uh, the youth showed its rear end big time uh, and let them back in the game. Dre Davis fouled out with less than three minutes left on the clock, which I believe uh, was both a blessing and a curse. Seton Hall battled back. They took the lead, actually, but a Jalen Withers drive to the bucket, super impressive. I felt like he grew up in front of our eyes. Uh, the, the way he started that game to the way he finished that game, I gained a lot of respect for him, and I think that's exactly uh, what we expected him to do. Uh, drives to the bucket to put the cards up by one with 69 seconds left. Nice. Uh, made it 67 to 66 cards. Uh, Seton Hall missed on their next possession, but the cards foul him, put him on the line, two shots, and the uh, Pirates go up one with 40 seconds left. J.J. gets a huge rebound, puts it in. They put the cards up by one. 12 seconds, a big play. My stomach is sick. It says that on the notes. <laughs> big rebound again after J, uh, by J.J. after Seton Hall had four chances after their last second miss. Uh, J.J. hits both to put the cards up three. Over, right? Nope. Seton Hall makes the first two. Uh, we foul him on a three, which we should have fouled him before they got uh, to midcourt. Uh, Seton Hall makes the first two, but a uh, Darius Washington remix Shows us that he misses the last. Cardinals pull it out, 71-70. to Felt like the Cards grew a bunch during this one. Dalton, I'm going to let you go ahead and take over the analysis for this. Um, I, think, yeah, I think you were spot on in a lot of um, your initial thoughts. Um, one thing that I've been pretty impressed about from the very beginning is just the fact that, you know, the effort on both ends of the court seems like it's there, you know, throughout the games. I know we had that scoring drought, but – even then, the defensive efforts um, picked up a little bit. So the fact that you know the Pirates didn't pull away late in that in the second half when they um, you know went up. But you know, shout out to Dre Davis, who is going to be the next coming of Dwayne Sutton, in my opinion. You know, shout out to JJ. Um, I know I was in the crowd that thought it was going to take a year or two for him to start contributing, but um, already in his second game was the most important player down the stretch. Carly Jones is Carly Jones, probably going to end up being one of the most beloved grad transfers to, you know, come to the Ville, you know, right up there with Damian Lee. Yeah. So um, I thought that the effort was especially good early in that second half that saw us get the big lead. Um, I think we need to, you know, when it comes to the drought, I think we're going to have some of those considering the fact that, you know, we are down, down Malik. You know, Midland's out. You know, Sam was out for, you know, most of that period. Um, you know, we're going to have our droughts, but it's just a matter of when we do have trouble scoring the basketball, how is our defensive intensity looking? And uh, despite getting out-rebounded out time, it, it, and, you know, despite getting out-rebounded at times against Seton Hall, I felt like, um, you know, we swarm a lot when the ball gets thrown into the post. So that gives me a lot of hope against Charles Bassey and Western Kentucky on Tuesday. But overall, like the effort, love the execution at the end. You know, it's very, you know, it speaks volumes and it's very encouraging to see uh, a young team, you know, undermanned to be able to pull out a win against a team that, even though they lost Miles Powell, is still, you know, a solid squad. Absolutely. And, and just, to, just to bounce back, uh, play off a couple of things you said. Absolutely. When I saw Dre Davis this week, I thought, 
little taller version of Dwayne Sutton. I, I like the dog in him. I like his hustle. Uh, he could be that floor general we need defensively while uh, Malik is out. Uh, Carly Jones, absolutely. Again, you said he was probably going to be go down as the most belo- uh, one of the most beloved, and uh, you know he's got a chance to overtake Damian. Uh, Damian's always going to be my favorite though because of uh, I mean I'm a little biased, you know, because of the personal friendship that we have. Uh, but uh, oh, and Jalen or I call him his name's Jalen, but it, they call him JJ. So uh, JJ. Uh, I was not with you on that, uh, and it's okay. Sometimes we can disagree. I like to be right a lot. You like to be right, and, and most of the times we're both on the same page and are right. But when we did our bold prediction, I'm glad to be wrong. Put it yeah, that way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in our bold predictions piece, I said that he was going to score 250 points this season, and I really felt like he would. I don't know why, because when 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 he we're talking about JJ Trainer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So his, just making sure because I, I got a little confused there because I know we have too many. Jalen, JJ. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. His, his actual name is is Jalen. So Jaden, but whatever. Tongue tied. But anyway, what I'm saying is, is that I had I, I don't know what it was about him because uh, it had to be the for me it was just a bloodline. I guess I knew that because his his dad Jason uh, Jason Osborne, phenomenal player at U of L. He was wiry when he was in high school. He was about six nine at Louisville Mail, and. Uh, Shout out to your alma mater there, uh, but sure. but wiry guy. And when when JJ, I, I, I keep wanting to say his, his government name. I have to get the, the the sports name correct. When JJ came on campus, he reminded me a lot of Terrence Farley. When Terrence Farley got on campus, T was a good 175, 611, 175. The first game he weighed in at two hundred thirty four pounds. He gained like fifty pounds a month. Now, granted, we don't have, uh, we we don't have, uh, we don't have the same strength and conditioning coach. Coach Ganong is not there anymore. I love that guy, such a great dude, such an energetic dude. Uh, but they put fifty pounds of muscle on T, and it changed his game dramatically. Um, they've been able to get JJ to gain a lot of weight as well, and I think that. If they put about 20, 30 more pounds of muscle on him over the next year, he's going to be he, he's going to be one to uh, nationally. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and make my first bold prediction of the the basketball season. He's going to be one to watch nationally next year if he can put on that twenty five pounds of muscle over the uh, over the off season. But I, I truly believe that. Overall, I'm trying to think if there's anything uh, that you said that that sparked any other thoughts in my head. Uh, Carly, Dre, JJ, Sam, uh, David Johnson has been quiet for the most part, but that doesn't concern me because uh, when you I think ha- it's him just trying to grow into a new role. Yeah, exactly. That's great minds. That's why I think you're related to me somewhere down the line. And. I want to point out he did have a really nice pass late in the game to Quinn Sosinski for a wide open three, and Quinn just missed it. I yep. mean, he's still making the passes. There's I mean, you the visions there. I think I think he's yeah. trying to. He hasn't had to play with a Carly type player. Um, you know, last year Louisville's best players played in the front court, respectively. Yeah. You know, Jordan Aura wasn't necessarily a guy that brought the ball up. I think you know Carly is a guy that makes plays happen when the ball is in his hands. 
So he mm-hmm. he plays a lot as the lead guard. And I think Davis is just trying to tweak his game to not necessarily be a secondary piece per se, but just um, realize that he doesn't need to, you know, have the ball in his hands to, you know, impact the game. You know, a lot of his responsibilities are alleviated because of the fact that, you know, Carl Leak is able to hand the ball. And that's a great problem to have. You love having, you know, two extremely talented ball handlers. And I think as the year goes on, um, their skill sets are going to be able to mesh well together. You know, you have a bigger, more athletic guy who's a great passer, and then you have a, a smaller guy in stature, but a prolific scorer. So, I mean, it's not a matter of if it can fit. I think it's just a matter of, hey, you know, these guys are only two games into, you know, playing, you know, regulated basketball together. You know, give it some time. I would expect, you know, by the time 2021 rolls around, I think that they're going to start to click. Absolutely. I could not agree with you. I mean, I could, but it would just be too much at this point. I was just about to say uh, before you spoke up that he is having to learn to to, – he doesn't have – he's learning I don't have to bear the brunt of this team this year. I uh, thought I was going to have to. Thankfully, we got some transfers uh, in, to come in. Our freshmen are playing a little bit better. Uh, you, you all, if if you're as good as you feel as as you feel you are, as as good as David knows that he is, it's always good to be like, oh man, this guy's a, just a little bit. You know, he, he's in a different role, but he's 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 doing his thing, man. I cannot help. This is the one thing I didn't bring up yet, and I wanted. To, I'm glad I, I thought about this. I cannot help but see flashes of Russ Smith and Carlyke Jones. It is amazing the way he he slashes to the hoop. He's rebounding. This kid, the only and, and this is scary because I feel like Carlyke Jones is Russ Smith, but with a little bit more control. See, I I think he's doing more like it's kind of a mix of Russ Smith and Peyton to me. Because yeah. Peyton, remember Peyton his senior year, he was very good at. Staying under control, like he would uh, change the rhythm of his dribble. He wouldn't just dribble his head down, yeah. just going barreling into the lane. He would he would sit there and be very patient, probe and wait to see what the defense would do, and then find open guy. That's kind of where Carlick reminds me of Peyton, but then he reminds me of Russ in the fact that Russ could hit pretty much any shot from anywhere at any time, and I see a lot of that in Carlick. He can you, hit shots that it shouldn't go in sometimes, like dude, he I, there uh, yesterday. That was kind of. I was like, how do you get that over that guy? Whenever I so, see Carly Jones shoot the ball, I don't worry. I, I automatically assume he hit it. He's going to hit it. He makes such great decisions, and a lot of the times when Russ shot the ball, I was like, no, 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 yes. Like it just. I, I believe like Carly may be a better decision maker, but Russ Smith is Russ Smith. He's Russ ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what else is Russ ridiculous is me comparing the two of those when they have they're both going to end up with very very I mean Russ has already got our hearts and everything and we're going to have him on the show here fairly as soon as we can get these COVID restrictions out out of he will be here in Cardinal Sports Zone studio uh, I've already got that confirmed so the break breaking news um, guys any as far as so so ba- basketball covered football covered uh Real quick, up next for the cards, December 1st versus Western Kentucky, December 4th versus UNC Greensboro. Both games are on the ACC network. Sean, I was so focused on football and basketball this week. Did any other notable news uh, that you – and Dalton, chime in if you, if you can think of something that happened this week. Uh, Donovan Mitchell got his huge max deal. That's something I wanted to throw out there. Congrats to Don. Shout uh, out to him. 
hard work. Uh, just course, let, uh, let me get one. Lamar I, Jackson. I just want one. Oh, COVID. yeah. Lamar got COVID. Is he over it yet? I don't remember when he got. I, no, no. He's, uh, I've been he's, sick for two uh, weeks, so the whole 10 days has has seemed like one long bleep day. So I just – so he's not over it yet, but he is he showing – as far as you've been able to see – is is he doing well with it? Is he or, or is he one of the people that's affecting very bad? As far as what I've been able to see, I haven't seen he's doing terribly with it. I just know he's going to miss the next two games. Uh, so that'd be Pittsburgh and whoever's after Pittsburgh. He's going to miss both those games. Um, I don't. I, I honestly have no faith that the Pittsburgh game is going to happen Tuesday. Yeah, I know because I heard about the. Yeah, it's kind of it's, it's a mess right now. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either because Pittsburgh now has an outbreak and they're missing uh, – uh, Baltimore's missing uh, 18 players. And then, of course, Denver's not got a quarterback. So, if anybody wants to play quarterback, Denver can use you. <laughs> but, yeah, Denver needs somebody yeah, uh, out there. But, so, uh, so, nothing yeah, that, as far as big global news. Going on. Oh, um, there is a recruit we need to uh, be watching. And I know Dalton probably – I'll let Dalton talk about it a little bit more, but uh, uh, Dre Davis's brother is, I believe, getting ready to make a decision. Well, um, Dalton and- Dalton has actually left the chat. His phone shut off on him. Uh, and Oh, no. Yeah, I can't get him back in. Uh, to be fair, he hung in with us for one hour, 17 minutes, and one second. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, – or are you not – can you tell us a little bit about his, uh, his brother? He's uh his brother is uh putting him on the spot. I want to say it's I want to I'm hoping I pronounce his first name right. I, I have trouble. I believe it's Beyonce Davis. Um, uh, but uh, he is a, a six I believe six six uh kind of a guard so. forward hybrid. Uh, he's a little more athletic and skilled than his brother. Uh, and uh, a lot of people consider him to be the better player. Which if you think that it's like really because Trey Davis is really really good so his brother's actually better that's even the same but um uh, i believe he's deciding i want to say the i want to say the six uh december the six um uh, i have to look that up again because it's been a little bit since i looked it up that's but, fair uh, i did i did put you on, to be, be fair to you i did put you on the spot here uh it's gonna be the first week of december i do know that um and uh I think it's looking good for the cards because uh, by all accounts, it was a matter of, okay, Dre went to Louisville. Let's see how he likes it. Um, he must like it because the, uh, by all accounts, it looks like he's going to probably be a card. Um, that's where all the signs seem to point. Uh, so that's one to look out for. I don't want to, I'm not putting a lock on it or anything. They just never know, but uh, it looks like, somebody that cards fancy to uh, watch for um and hopefully we'll have yeah the brothers davis uh scoring hoops for us for the next you know two three years all right so was there anything uh anything else not directly results wise Uh, i i don't i know i'm gonna forget something but i don't want to i'm trying to go through my head real quick Shout out to Chappelle's show, by the way. I just watched that whole series yesterday, and I'm amazed by the comedic uh, uh, genius of Dave Chappelle and 
Kevin Hart's not too bad either. He gets me to laughing a little bit. But look, I went off the rails there a little bit. We're gonna uh, we're gonna if Sean, if you could think of something during the conclusion, let me know. We've got a special surprise for you at the end of the show too. Uh, so y'all stay stay tuned in. But we want to give a shout out again to all of our fine sponsors: the Jamon Brown Foundation, Shack in the Back Barbecue, Four Pegs Beer Lounge, Custom Multicades, Fitness Market, uh, Derby City Lawn and Landscaping. And we are working on more. Uh, if you'd like to sponsor the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, call us at 502-694-0375. On social, uh, hit us up on social media as well. You can find, and again, I'm sick, so I apologize if this isn't coming through smoothly. But uh, hit us up on social media, at Card Sports Zone on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and Snapchat, I think. I'm not really sure why you'd want to Snapchat us, but... Uh, Higgy likes to Snapchat us without a shirt on, and it's kind of scary. So please don't don't, don't be a Higgy. Uh, on Facebook, make a Facebook official. Hit that like button. It's Cardinal Sports Zone. Uh, speaking of the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeart Podcast. Hit the subscribe button now. I won't bother you tonight and tomorrow asking you to listen to the podcast. Uh, just hit subscribe and uh, – and get it done we appreciate all we have a tremendous following with the podcast and we really do uh love you all and appreciate you all for caring what we think about uh the state of uh the state of sports here in the great city of louisville uh if you're one of the people that are new to the show and you haven't listened to all the uh, the episodes of the podcast go back to cardinalsportszone.com and check them all out hit the drop down menu hit podcast hit csc podcast i'm working this week with brian hall from espn to to get all the old episodes, apparently the the account that we were connected to with 93.9 was, uh, had some issues with it, so we had to switch over to new one. So we're going to work to get those back. There are plenty of Live with five, uh, 55 episodes on there that if you listen to, Sean made his uh, debut. I forgot what date it was, but it's the one listed uh, with Dave Lackford as one of the guests, uh, Marcus Mabin as well. Uh, Check it out. That was his, his producing debut. Did a really good job. He made me sound good. Uh, well, actually, that was Jesus. But anyway, uh, Sean Jesus helped a little bit. He did. Shout out to our recruiting team once again. They are on, never sing again, Wes. Uh, our recruiting team is Sorry. on fire as always, as is the entire squad. Check out their exclusives and all their work on cardinalsportszone.com, the place it all began. It sounds so official like a tagline, like built Ford tough. Uh the place it all began. Shout out to everybody who's out there sharing the podcast. We appreciate it. We love it. Let's stop the negativity. Let's boost the positivity. Uh, you can call us the New Day of Podcast because you, we thrive off the power of positivity. If y'all have any ideas or suggestions for guests, shoot me a DM at Jeremy underscore CSD. Sean, do you have any last words? Just uh, wear a mask and appreciate any and every game we can get in any sport at this point, <laughs> just enjoy every single one, no matter what. Wes, what about you? Do you have any? Do you have any uh, last words? Well, for me, it's no. Nah, I ain't got no last words. No last. Um, I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. I hope y'all staying safe out there. And like Sean said, wear your mask because it's it's get, it'll get worse before it gets better. And real quick. Because we have a very special moment. We have a very special guest in the building. It is Wes, Wes's son, my nephew, 
Little Prime, Caden Wayne. Hello. Hi. That is his radio debut. He's already better than you, Higgy. Um, he has your spot from this point forward. No, I'm just kidding. Just wanted to let him get on. Why do you like the Louisville Cardinals so much? Uh, I really don't know. <laughs> Some of okay. the most honest okay. journalism. Be- before we go off, is there anything you want to say to the people? Uh, One last thing? Yeah. Stay six feet apart. Don't get coronavirus. And ho- hope you have a thanks- good Christmas. From, from the, the mouth of babes to God's ears, we, we hope that as well. Uh, thank you once again, everybody, for listening. We appreciate y'all. Until next time. Relax. Yeah, Sam's not here. That was, that was good, but you're allowed to say the relaxed because y- y'all similarities. You know, you mean no? What similarities? Why would you go ahead and go through that? No, because y'all both oh, like I'll, sports. That's true. Oh, also, you can follow me on Twitter at Westb underscore forty two. I wasn't done yet. Oh, my bad. We done now. So individual? No, you ain't. <laughs> this ain't you ain't, paying, <laughs> you ain't paying the rent here. That is uh, true. That individually, is true. I'm at Jeremy underscore CSZ. Wes. Westby underscore 42. Sean? At Elville Sean. Dalton's is at Pence underscore. Sam's Base Boy 124. Joey's at Joe Woman 526. Uh, Joey just beat the coronavirus. He's, so He's no longer Jovid. He, he's no longer Jovid 19. He is uh, glorious. He has, he has beat it. He's one of the luckiest people that I know that have had it. Yep. Uh, everybody else has been extremely sick. Joey only lost his sense of smell, which helped when he was really gassy. He didn't have to smell, smell it. Anything. So he was straight. But uh, prayer, thoughts and prayers going out there to everybody who's dealing with this, being affected by it. Uh, if, sure. you all, if you all have a young member of your family, they don't understand what's going on. That mental, Mentally, they need your support more now than ever. We've got hundreds of thousands of kids in our local community that can't handle can't handle the NTI because either they don't have adequate help at home, uh, they're only eight, nine, and ten year olds and don't know how to work the computers that well themselves. They have parents that work bust their butts and are at work all the time. My son is one of them. So let's 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 uplift our youth. I, mean, I, I didn't mean I didn't mean for this to turn into an episode of of. Of Sally Jesse Raphael or anything, but look, be there for the youth in your life. It's hard because as hard as it is for us, it's hard for it's hard just as and they, the the thing is, is they don't they don't know any better. Like this is new. Like we that, didn't have a Great Depression. We didn't have a COVID growing we didn't. up. Oh, if if we went outside and and busted our knee up riding our bikes, it was rub a little dirt and you'll be all right. And we were. Yeah, we were a lot tougher uh, all around than than the kids are these days, and that's not by anybody. That's nobody's. That's fault. nobody's fault. That's just how we we different strokes for different folks. That's how I see it. Well, each generation I is think, different. Has wanted to treat their kids better, better. than they felt like they were treated. And, right. And unfortunately, one of the things that has been passed down from that is is I believe, and all the kids out there, please don't put me on your 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 MySpace hate mail list or anything, but. This generation is is catered to a lot more than we were. They're they're I won't say entitled, but spoiled I think is a better word. Yep. My nieces feel like just coming over to see me is good enough for them to get something, and uh, that's not the case. They need to work for it just like I had to work for it. 
I had to work for my first bike. I had to mow yards. I had to sn- shovel snow. Yeah, you. I'm ta- uh, talking about. We talking about you over here. I didn't get stuck at McDonald's for six weeks or nothing like that to do. I know we've went off topic a little bit, but oh, I think it's I, a little I, fun. I don't I, care. Shoot, I, I worked at McDonald's for a year uh, and a half. So when you were eleven? No, when I was sixteen. Okay. Uh, but but no, I, I, a lot of burgers stolen that day. All right, everybody. <laughs> Until next time, this has been the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast. Relax. Yeah, y'all are both sportsmen. What did you think I was talking about? <laughs> I don't I don't get that. Why are you coming at me like that? What did Dalton think the third K was earlier? That's my question. <laughs> I, you should ask him in the group tag. I, look, I'm lowering the volume of the outro so I can get this in there. Like I literally spelt him out the three K's. We don't like none of the KKKs. The Kentuckys. <laughs> The what was the one he said earlier? Oh, the no, I'm not allowed to say that. You said uh, it. You want me to say it? No. Okay. <laughs> the only good K around here it's is Croakers. little. Pr- no, it's little prime. Caden Wayne. Okay. Enjoy the music. Relax, Relax like Higgy two snacks.